welcome to Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell podcast. I'm Lorena Rose. I'm Lisa Abigail. And I'm Aliza Ora. Today, we are going to be discussing another UFO religion, the Unarius Academy of Science. And they do view themselves as a philosophy of life rather than as a religion. Their core membership is small. It's estimated at under 100 individuals, but they claim that tens of thousands of people have participated in their programs over the years. And these programs are conducted both in person and via mail order books and videos. Now, some of their videos are available online and they are 100% worth checking out. We will link to them in our show notes, and I'll put a clip up on Instagram of one of my favorites, or maybe a few of my favorites. I have watched so many of these, and they are all absolutely bonkers. So you can search for them on YouTube if you're interested, or I will put in the link to this public access television station, I think in California, um, where they have like 30 years worth of videos, and they're amazing i'll talk more about what makes them so amazing but highly recommend they are fantastic (laughs) yeah lorena shared one with the group that was uh pretty special you really get a sense of just how unique they are so unarius is an acronym it stands for universal articulate interdimensional understanding of science It was founded in 1954 by husband and wife Ernest and Ruth Norman, who brought evolutionary physics to the world. They both had backgrounds in psychic practices, and they used those talents to tap into the energy that suffuses everything to connect with beings from other planets. And this connection with the infinite intelligence is known as fourth dimensional science. So this is stuff that, like... I believe in to a certain extent anyway. Uh, This is just a general view, but, um, you know, I think we can all say scientifically that everything is made out of energy and energy can be neither created nor destroyed. Energy always exists in the universe. Mm -hmm. It merely changes form. Um, So that is like some of their core belief system. And then they also believe that you are energy and the energy that comprises you therefore can obviously never be created or destroyed. It can only change form, which brings in their ideas of reincarnation. Um, And then to progress in your reincarnate forms, uh, you must record more positive actions in your lifetime than negative actions. If you make negative actions in your life, they must be compensated with more positive acts. So generally, they're trying to be good people, and they're trying to do more good in the world than bad in the world, which I think is always a good thing. So if you murder someone, just make sure you save two people, and then you're in the clear. Yeah, then you're good. You're totally good. Do you think it's like the point system from The Good Place, the show? That's what it sounds like. Yes. It also sounds like karma, like the idea of karma in terms of like your next life being based on this life and your actions in this life and hopefully they're generally just trying to be good people as i hope that most of us in the world are not thinking of it as a point system like oh i'm gonna do this bad thing but then i'll make sure i do a good thing i think generally we're all trying to just be good people and trying to make a point of doing good in the world i hope i'm trying to be that and a lot of people 
believe that, you know, religion is our source of morality. Um, and this is no different. I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but, um, but this does go along those lines. Yeah, and so this is really well aligned with theosophical teachings, which we've been talking about. They sort of underpin all of these UFO religions, and they draw heavily on uh, Buddhist and other Eastern religions that talk about mm. reincarnation and specifically about karma. So um, you can see that a lot throughout the Unarius philosophies. Their core teachings assert that humans are engaged in a process of evolving reincarnation, as we've been saying. The goal there is to participate in the life of cosmic humanity. And to reach the next stage of evolution, we must first understand our past incarnations. So mm. they do view themselves as a scientific slash spiritual movement. Like I said, they talk about this um, understanding their past incarnations in scientific terms. They especially love Nikola Tesla. Their website refers to him as, quote, the elder brother who raised the consciousness of our planet so that humanity could begin to understand its interdimensional <laughs> and spiritual design. Wow. Way okay. to go, Thanks, Nikola Tesla. Tesla. I think maybe their definition of science is like a little looser than mine. You know, the scientific method and everything. Not sure that they're using that. I mean, everything science, if you look at it from a certain perspective. Right? Sure. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. Um, so they call Tesla the father of free energy and the inventor of the 20th century and beyond. And they say, and I'm going to quote again from their website, they have a specific website devoted to Tesla. Um, I'll put up links to all of their websites. They all look like they were made in 1999 by like a seventh grader who was learning how to use Flash. It's very exciting. <laughs> so they say his vision of the future, coupled with his unique style of inventing, produced hundreds of practical devices, as well as the beginning of a great new expansion of physics leading to a new science, one broaching a new paradigm of harnessing higher dimensions of energy. Not Ooh. sure Tesla would have signed off on that interpretation, but whatever. <laughs> I think apparently he like did have some leanings into the uh, strange and unusual. So yeah. maybe we'll have to learn more about him. Um, but mm -hmm. the first person to write about harnessing these higher dimensions of energy was Ernest Norman. He relayed his experiences in many books, which were initially typed up by his wife and the co-founder of Unarius, Ruth. The first book was about Ernest's first psychic visit to Venus, after which he became known as the moderator. It's hard to say how many books they wrote between them over the course of their lifetimes because later on, many of their followers would channel books from them and then Ruth and Ernest would be listed as the authors because the ideas were telepathically transmitted to their students who actually physically wrote them. Of course. Yes. Uh -huh. And didn't uh -huh. um, Ernest's wife, uh, wasn't she the typist and writer because he would... Uh, comprise his books while in like a meditative state um, while he was channeling with the higher beings so he would be in like a meditation just speaking freely and she would then type down whatever he wrote yeah so I think the idea of channeling which originated or probably not originated I'm sure it's been around for a long time but the version of it that they're drawing on um, came from the spiritualist movement where people would speak in the voice of the dead during a seance and so mm -hmm. they, these folks who were channeling extraterrestrials, it would be sort of the same thing where like 
Ernest would go away and an alien being would take over his body or his mind for that period of time to relay the messages directly. Which, I mean, that's just efficient, really. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. So I mentioned they had these students and... Uh, one of the things they would, or the main thing they would do with these students was past life therapy, which is the science that they created. <laughs> Again, loosely defined. Was, yeah. Um, and in this science, Eliza, <laughs> individuals recover memories from past life so they can learn and grow spiritually from these experiences. And I'm quoting again from their website because it's fantastic. This study is not one to be pursued by the pleasure seeker for the purpose of inflating one's ego or amusing oneself with some fairy tale like conception of the previous existence one has passed through. Quite the contrary, the true study of reincarnation involves a bracing awareness that one has not always lived his or her lifetimes wisely and must take steps to correct certain misconceptions or variances in one's understanding of life now in the present situation in which these facts have been brought to the student's attention. Wow. Okay. Uh huh. So, to be clear, these sessions are not meant for self-aggrandizement, said Ernest, who was previously incarnated as Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> no self-aggrandizement here. <laughs> yeah, it's just the truth. It's just facts. That's science, no. man. Yeah. Can't argue with science. It's not for the for your ego, but I was Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're Jesus, you're Jesus. You True. Know? Yeah. If science says so. Sorry to any Christians listening to this. Oof. Or sorry for anybody else who was under the impression that they had been Jesus in a past life because yeah, you know, that's you're Ernest. Wrong. It's Ernest yeah, Mormon. Yeah. Thing. And so followers who showed great devotion to them and helped legitimize their ideas about their past lives were often placed in positions of importance by being told like hey, did you know that in a past life you were one of the apostles of Jesus? Or, like, you had this position of importance. So no, no self-aggrandizing. Just sometimes, if you're really nice to the founders, it turns out that you just so happen to have also, like, been Jesus' best friend, you know? Seems legit. Cool. It was just a coincidence. Yeah, like, wow. I mean, probably your energies drew you back together, maybe, across <laughs> lifetimes. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. So in 1972, Ernest died, or as Ruth says, returned to his home planet. They were mm-hmm. both space beings. And so this is when Ruth took over his job of channeling messages from the extraterrestrial spirits. And it's also when she took on her new persona, which I like to describe as sci-fi drag queen glam. (laughs) So good. I will put up photos on our Instagram and in our show notes. Oh, oh, I would love to have this wardrobe. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So she was Ayoshana in the 70s and then Uriel in... From 1980 to her death. It was revealed through visions to Ruth and one of her key followers that Ruth was actually the Archangel Uriel. And Uriel is, of course, an acronym that stands for Universal Radiant Infinite Eternal Light. Hmm. Beautiful. Isn't that lovely? And she dressed like it. Oh, yes, she did. Just picture in your mind a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Who thinks that they're about to get beamed up to a spaceship. But also if the contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race were like 90 years old. Yeah, like 
old women. <laughs> yes. Um, she, in addition to the, like, totally over-the-top outfits, some of which were made uh, using materials found at the Salvation Army next door to their headquarters, Ruth also, or sorry, Uriel, also rode around in a Cadillac that had a flying saucer affixed to its roof. Not a functional one, unfortunately. I have not seen and, a yes. picture of that. Oh, I'll put the photos up. It's so It good. also had beautiful it's... spray paint art on the hood that said mm-hmm. her name, Uriel, for the world to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're an archangel, you gotta tell everyone about it. Of course. No self-aggrandizement yeah. here. Oh, no, no, no. None at all. Speaking <laughs> of which, she eventually recovered her memories of over 200 previous incarnations, and these include, this is a partial list, <clears throat> Isis, Quetzalcoatl, Hatshepsut, Charlemagne, Queen Elizabeth I, Bathsheba, Queen Maria Theresa, Socrates, and Peter the Great. Plus, she was the model for the Mona Lisa, and she was Mary of Bethlehem, the betrothed and 13th disciple of Jesus, who, you'll remember, was an early incarnation of her husband, Ernest. Aww. Aww. And I also read about another incarnation of hers that apparently Ernest told her that uh, was interesting to me because it's, like, an important figure in Judaism and our, like, story of Passover, that she was the daughter of Pharaoh who protected Moses. I guess, like, the one who found him in, you know, his basket made of reeds and protected him. So, um, thank you so much to her for protecting him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she did so many great things. And, like, she was Socrates, though, so many good ideas came out of this lady. I'm amazed. And knowing Ernest, like, he probably was Moses at the time. Oh, maybe. You know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. If their lives keep crossing each other through, yeah. you know, throughout the years and generations. Yeah, it just makes sense. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. So under Uriel's lead, the mythology of the aliens became better developed. It was revealed that muons from the planet Maiton in the constellation of the Pleiades will arrive to our planet, the land on Atlantis, which will rise from the ocean. Got it. Got it. Yep. They will invite Earth to become the 33rd members of the Interplanetary Confederation. Mm -hmm. They will cleanse the air and restore Earth to its original purity. And then they'll just like stick around to serve as examples for other humans in their behavior and in their love for one another. Isn't that sweet? So sweet. So sweet. Ruth had predicted that this landing would take place in 2001. But when it didn't happen, she was like, look what you people did. You weren't ready yet, and they couldn't come. From beyond the grave, she told her followers that the Space Brothers couldn't appear to us until we had stopped our warlike ways. Which seems totally fair. Yeah, that's totally legitimate. Of course they wouldn't want to come if we weren't ready. Of course they wouldn't want to show up if we are all still a bunch of assholes. I mean, it does make sense. Yeah, I mean, they're just being considerate. They were like, you didn't put your porch light on, so we didn't show up for trick-or-treat, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's our fault, really. At the top, I mentioned these amazing videos. And so there are some promotional videos for Unarius that you'll find, but you can also find videos 
where followers would act out scenes from their past lives, which usually took place in ancient and or extraterrestrial settings. The dialogue was totally improvised by the students, who claimed to feel as though their past selves were taking over and providing the words to them. This is one of the ways they were through their past life traumas and mistakes so they could continue with their spiritual evolution. Epic. So are there videos of that? Oh my gosh, yes. If you want to watch low-budget, fully improvised space dramas, <laughs> I mean, go for it. They're exactly as good as you would expect them to be. Yes, which is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> oh, man. I could just watch these all day. I mean, I do have high expectations. Oh, I did that like three days ago. <laughs> for research purposes, yeah, you know? sure. For science. For science. Okay. So part of the reason that they made these movies and videos about their past lives is because another part of the Unarius teaching is that when you express yourself creatively, you are connecting yourself to the higher influence. So they really highly encourage creativity in all of its forms in their followers, whether that's painting or acting or filmmaking. They like, take a lot of pride in their creative expression within Unarius, which I also think is pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there are a lot of things about this belief system that I, like, totally agree with, and then certain things that make absolutely no sense to me (gasps) that I cannot, you know, agree with. Elisa, here's one of the things you might not agree with. Okay. Another aspect of the past life dramas was getting students to confess to the acts that they had committed in these past lives. And this became a bit much for some followers when Uriel, in her advanced age, fell ill. Her key disciple, who she had named Antares, was basically leading things at this point. He had been the fallen angel Satan in a past life. But he had come to Uriel to redeem himself, and he had successfully worked through all of the karma of his past lives, even though he was evil in every single one of them. So kudos to him for that. Good job, good job. Sounds like a lot of bad points to make up for. But he's done it. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So a lot of what he worked through with Uriel was confessing to her all of the ways that he had previously harmed or even killed her in her previous incarnations, and apologizing for that and so in this vein Antares told students that Uriel's suffering again as like a woman in her 90s was caused by their past life torture of her millions of years ago on another planet and they had to confess their guilt to heal her as you can imagine this didn't go over great with everybody and several close followers left the organization at this point Mm mm-hmm And so this was in the early 90s, and after Uriel died, or I'm sorry, returned to her celestial home in 1993, there were some leadership struggles, but ultimately Antares led the group until 1999 when he also departed this physical plane. And at that point, a board of directors took over. They sought advice, though, from Antares in his fourth dimensional state. And he helpfully advised them that collaboration and egalitarianism were key. So this seems to be how they continue to run things today. And their center is still operational since the 1970s. It's been uh, in El Cajon, California, in a strip mall. If you want to go find it, it's called the New World Teaching Center. They hold past life therapy classes there twice a week. But if you're not on the West Coast, don't worry. You can stream the classes 
for free online at the Unarius website. Yes. And you can find a ton of those videos that we've been mentioning on their site as well as that public access station site and on YouTube. And then each year, Unarius hosts the Interplanetary Conclave of Light, whose purpose, they say, is to awaken and enlighten people to the reality of intelligent extraterrestrial beings that Uriel called the Space Brothers and that our world has a positive, progressive future. Through our welcoming attitude, we are paving the way for future contact with the Space Brothers, thereby reuniting us with our galactic brothers and sisters. The future landing of the Space Brothers on planet Earth will usher in a renaissance of logic and reason, a joining of science and spirit. Ooh... Okay. Doesn't that sound nice? So let's add that to our list of field trips in the future, please. I would yeah. like to go. El Cajon. Where is El Cajon? Somewhere in uh, Southern, Southern California. California. Southern? Yeah. Let's Google it. They kick off these yearly gatherings with a releasing of the doves, Ooh. which is attended to by ladies in little majorette uniforms who blow little trumpets. Yes. It was real cute. That's cute. I found there was a video from one of these where they had, it was essentially like, the Interplanetary Confederation's UN meeting, where there are all these different representatives from different planets. I assume they were being channeled through these people because they would introduce someone as like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Unarians. None of these names are going to be accurate. But they would introduce someone who's like, Zergoflarg from the planet Dubelfus. And the person would come out and be like, I am Zergoflarg from the planet Dubelfus. And I am here to tell you that love and light are the way. Like, okay. Let's mm-hmm. go. But there message. are 32 of them out there. El Cajon is near San Diego. Yes. By the way, I just looked it up. Cool. So not a terribly far drive from Roswell, if, you know, timing happened mm. to coincide with the UFO festival in Roswell, which is 4th of July weekend every year. We just have to, like, drive straight across uh, all of Arizona, and then we'd be there. Well, but we need to make a little detour to go to Area 51 oh, yes. in Nevada. Yeah. Oh, so we'll just go up north and then back down. I'm so excited. Even if we can't go to the Unarius, their festival, I would love to go to their teaching center, please. I think they would be very open to having visitors from what I've seen. They seem really friendly and welcoming. Yeah, they seem like kind people who believe in good things. Yeah. And like, who knows? Y'all, maybe we'll find out that we're really ancient royalty. Yes. Yeah, I mean, who knows what I was in my past lives? I mean, not to be self-aggrandizing, because we wouldn't want that. No. But... But maybe I was, like, Joan of Arc. Or, like... Yeah, yeah I could have been Cleopatra. I could have been Amelia Earhart. You probably were. I know, honestly. right? Honestly. No one could prove that you weren't. Exactly. Which is the same as proving that you were. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how science yeah. works, right? Nobody can prove it wrong, so it must be true. Ooh, ooh, do you think they would think we were making fun of them if we all dressed up in shiny gowns with huge collars and wore tiaras and flowers in our hair? I don't know, but there's only one way to find out. Okay. Also, can we strap a UFO to our rental car? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we fit <laughs> They'll in. never think we're making fun of them then. No, they'll be like, ooh, these people are our people. They get our aesthetic. One of us. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least we're going to get reincarnated as, like, something horrible. Yeah. Probably. We're all coming back as dish towels. (laughs) Dish towels. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this discussion of the creativity and energy of 
the Archangel Uriel and her religion, Unarius. In our next mini-sode, we'll be continuing our series of discussions on UFO religions, and we'll be talking about realism, the folks who claim that they cloned humans. But first, next Tuesday, we'll be back with Roswell Season 1, Episode 20, Max to the Max. Subscribe to Pass the Hot Sauce wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating and review to make it easier for other folks to find us. You can also write to us at roswellhotsauce at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at roswellhotsauce. As always, you can find our website at roswellhotsauce.com, where you'll find show notes, bios, and other great information about us and our podcast. Until next time, who were you in a past life?